What is up, my Jasketballers? We are back with another episode, and I could not be happier. This has been way fun. Uh, Twitter Spaces has been turning out to be way more successful than I thought. The la- the uh, first episode we had two people, well, actually maybe three or four chime in, and then last episode we had Kevin and Tavon. Uh, hope- hopefully I'm saying your name right. T-E-A-T-E-V-A-N. Um, and we got a chat and those guys could have could have talked jazz basketball with me all night. So if you're not following me on Twitter at jasketball.com or <laughs> I'm I'm gonna buy that domain name, but at jasketball, you can interact live with me. Um, it doesn't look like anyone's in here now, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the jazz scrimmage today. We were able to take my kids and usually these scrimmages aren't too serious, which it wasn't serious today. It's just fun to, to get out and, you know, try and get a close seat and, uh, see these guys play up close. Um, I remember one year when Darren Williams and like CJ miles were there and signing autographs. They, they don't really do that now, but Jordan Clarkson did, um, Sign some autographs courtside today, and you can go to Twitter and check out a little video I got. But anyways, we, we went with my dad and my two kids. If you guys don't know, my daughter's name is Sloan. After Jerry Sloan, she's four years old. And uh, my Stockton is Stockton. Or my Stockton. My son is Stockton, named after John Stockton. He's two years old. So I just thought it'd be fun to take my kids and, you know, they're so young that I want to try and get them involved and get them excited about the jazz games. Brand, oh yeah, Brandon White is back. Uh, Brandon, we had a few people chime in last time. If you want to, you can. You can either do it by a, a tweet or a request to to speak on audio. But not sure if you were at the scrimmage today or not. So uh, really fun. We we got there probably 10 20 which the the doors opened at 10 30 and there were quite a bit of people there it was it was um a little surprising i guess just because we're rebuilding and the you know team there's not as much a loyalty with the team but i guess people are excited to see these new new guys and so we parked um just northeast of of the vivin arena and we went and got in line and then this lady which funny story she ended up sitting right behind us and my kids and her daughter played almost the entire time but um she's like hey they you know just around the corner where the john and carl statues are she said they they already let people in so you you guys can just go around and and get in line and she said she she kept telling other people but they like didn't believe her um, so we went around and they let us in and we were able to get like uh, fourth row on the jazz side right behind the basket, which was really cool. It's always fun when you can kind of hear the players speak. We saw Taylor Horton Tucker's um, wife sitting basically right in front of us. And he has a cute little kid that went and shot on the court. But uh, it was a good crowd. Um, almost the entire lower half was filled, which is pretty typical with these scrimmages when I've been in the past years, I feel like they haven't done them in the last couple of years, but maybe I just miss them. Um, 
so right off the bat, you know, I was just kind of filming players and taking it all in. And it looks like Jared Butler, um, Mike Conley, Sexton, they're uh, Saban Lee. They're all about the same size. So I thought, you know, what what makes one player be able to figure this stuff out? And honestly, J- Jared Butler's <laughs> arms, I guess, like wingspan looks a little bit shorter, which could make a huge difference between like Sexton and Saban Lee. But um, I was watching those guys because I'm trying to figure out still, you know, who who are the Jazz not going to keep on this team? And I'm not an expert at the, I guess, contracts, you could say. Uh, I, I know a little bit about them and who makes what, but not sure. You know, I know Juzang's a two-way. But yeah, just 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 trying to figure out like, if money didn't matter, I guess, who would I want to keep as a coach? And, you know, depending on what their motive is, tanking for Victor Wambanyana, I, I butchered his name, <laughs> um, or Scoot Henderson, you know, you got to take all of this stuff into account, which they easily could be. But if I were running the team, and having past coaching experience, not NBA level coaching, but just coaching in general, I think that losing and tanking on purpose really ruins a culture and a franchise. So with that being said, I would run the team a little bit differently. So the the perspective that I take and my takes may differ from yours, which is totally fine. We're all fans. And uh, I'm hoping that we can have conversations that are civil and we don't come ho- become hostile towards each other. But to me, Taylor Horton Tucker is not the best. He's not the most gifted or athletic, but he is the most under control uh, point guard decision maker, someone that could run the team besides Conley. I'm, I'm kind of ruling out Conley in my mind just because I don't feel like he's going to be something that moving forward. So obviously Conley's probably the starter this year, but I'm thinking about, okay, this rebuild, you know, where are we going? Maybe next year Conley's not here. Um, I love Colin Sexton. I think he's athletic. He plays quick. He plays fearless but he's a little bit out of control sometimes. And so I think he would be better at the two guard and you could have him as a ball handler if you needed him. But Taylor Horton Tucker today threw, I believe two or three law passes. One of them was to Saban Lee. It was the first law pass. He got up and just yammed it down. And I didn't even know that he could do that. I don't know much about Saban Lee, but the crowd kind of went wild. And then, Saban Lee had another dunk and then Saban Lee had that reverse dunk. And if you haven't seen the reverse dunk, if you weren't there, it was pretty impressive. He back cut um, Ochai Obaji and then I can't remember who passed it to him, but Kessler went up to dunk him and he went around, reversed it and just slammed it down. And that was probably the most excited the entire fan base had gotten. That was closer towards the end of the scrimmage and I was looking over at my dad because my kids were getting restless saying, should we go? Should we go? So I actually missed it while I was there, but the crowd, the crowd got riled up and then 
I was able to find a video of it on Twitter and retweeted. Um, let me see if I can find who who had that video because it was it was awesome. When I when I do these spaces, I, I'm not sure if I can go in and out and see stuff, but it looks like I can. Um, it was really fun to see Jordan Clarkson before the game. Let me kind of back up, um, interact with fans and do signatures. Um, a lot of people flock to him and I knew that he was a fan favorite, but when you're that close and see how people kind of react to a certain player, you can tell he's probably the favorite player on the roster. Um, Mike, Mike Conley, I, I think he signed a few, but it just wasn't the same reaction as Jordan Clarkson. So that was fun to see. He, he's always been one of my favorites, but you know, when Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert aren't here anymore, um, he may be the face of our franchise currently just with his style, um, his youth and his ability. I, I think Conley's a great face to a franchise, but it's towards the end of his career. So I just, I kind of think it's over. Um, I'm playing Rocket League while I do this as well. Oh, shoot. Just turned off my monitor. So forgive me. I'm trying to turn down the sound on it. If anybody plays Rocket League, um, my handle is Wheeler Whale. W-H-A-L-E. I'm a little addicted to this game because you actually have to be good at it, in my opinion. Just trying to turn down the sound. So... Jordan Clarkson had a really good fan reaction. Uh, really cool guy. Signed a lot of autographs. And uh, I just lo- I love Clarkson. I think he'd be a good fit with our rebuild. Even if he's not some a, a key piece moving forward, I just think that Ryan Smith saw the vision of, of keeping him around. And I think it's really going to pay off as far as like selling tickets and keeping the fan base somewhat... Well, okay, jazz jazz fan base is loyal, but I'm saying like keeping them engaged and like having some familiarity that that's the right word on what they're doing. So kind of looking down the roster here, the people I was impressed with were saving Lee really stood out today, which he hasn't at all through the entire season. Um, I mean, just by his dunks, I think he's better than Butler. Butler did play well. Again, it's scrimmage, so take all of this with a grain of salt. But out of the two, like I'm, I'm watching body language, you're up close, so you get a little bit better idea of the feel of pe- players and what they're not thinking, but just their... Or I guess you could say. And the two players that stood out to me that just seemed like they didn't want to be there, like not even trying, is uh, the obvious one, Rudy Gay. Um, And that could be because he's a veteran and just, you know, doesn't see any point in him being there, wants to maybe win a championship. Um, And then Jared Butler was the second. It just... I feel like Jared Butler has so much more to give and he just kind of gives enough where he's not cut or anything, but he, he doesn't stand out. 
if that makes sense. Um, hang on, my Rocket League game's starting, so hopefully I can pay attention. So those two were the two that were like obvious I would get rid of. And I've been a Jared Butler fan for quite a while. When we drafted him, I was high on him. Um, even the last podcast, I was like, you know, I, I really think he's an NBA talent. But today, seeing him in person, he just kind of gave off that same vibe as Rudy Gay. Like, I don't want to be in Utah. And maybe he goes somewhere else and is a great player and really blossoms into something amazing that he was supposed to be. But it wasn't there today. So that being said, I started looking for like the third player because I don't know why I've been thinking we need to cut like three, right? And so I looked at Saban Lee. I looked at Stanley Johnson. Um, I looked at uh, Cody Zeller really didn't play that much, to be honest. So I was watching him, Olenek. Olenek and I've said this before, Olenek and Cody Zeller are really the same player. I think Olenek's a little bit better. That's obviously why he's starting. But I think Olenek makes a team. So... Zeller with his contract situation, he's not on anything guaranteed. I think he's gonna not make the team. Um, the reason they might keep him is because our big men like Walker Kessler is a big body that can move and was really impressive. Uh, he had a he had a couple dunks on. Can't remember who, but he had some pretty pretty impressive dunks, and he's just one that if they develop, I think will be great. No, okay, great. I I think we'll be better than we expected. Let's say that. And could possibly be a piece moving forward. Um Saban Lee really surprised me. Nikhil Alexander Walker and Taylor Horton Tucker seemed to play a lot of point guard for the two teams. Um there were other people that did step in, but it made me think that that's who Coach is possibly looking as like a backup or like third string point guard. I thought Taylor Horton Tucker played really well. Uh, he obviously like his shots not falling, but if he can get his shots to start falling, it's not like they're bad shots or he's way off. But I think if he just gets more comfortable, he's going to be a really nice player. Um, he had a, a rough year last year in L.A., but he's he, he's so young. Like, he's got to be a part of the puzzle to me. Nikhil Alexander-Walker also, and David Locke mentions this, has had, what, four different coaches in in five years in the league. And so he also surprised me today. I haven't watched him, haven't dug into too much about him, highlights, nothing like that. But, like, he he's long, he's athletic, he's quick. He reminds me of... a kind of poor man's Jordan Clarkson a little bit. Obviously can't score as well as Jordan Clarkson, but like he's a good, he's a good piece. Uh, maybe could back up Jordan Clarkson. So the point that I'm trying to get to here is the player, the other player that stood out to me that I was like, I would cut him. And it wasn't because of anything he did terribly. It's just, he, he didn't stand out. So it, it would be Stanley Johnson. And I think I think most people see that. You know, he's been in the league for a while. Okay. I guess NBA a while. And 
he just didn't do anything impressive. It's not like he was bad, but he he didn't do anything where it's like, yeah, this guy makes sense. So I guess that's really four players. I would almost keep rather keep Cody Zeller than Stanley Johnson just because he's another big man. Azabuki didn't play again today. I I think Walker Kessler is should be the starter. Kelly Olenek could be depending on what you're doing. You got Vanderbilt that could probably play center too, depending on what the other team's doing in the lineups. Um, but but again, that totally depends on what the Jazz are trying to do. So I would go. I would keep Saban Lee. Honestly, he's man. He's just exciting. Like if anything, you know, if we're gonna lose, I would keep a, an exciting player like that for the fans. You know, put him in in garbage minutes and he hustles. Uh, I would keep Saban Lee. So I would cut somehow get rid of Rudy Gay. I I don't know if we're trying to still trade him. I can't imagine his trade market is worth anything unless he's trying to go to a championship contender and he's like just this backup reserve player. But um, Rudy Gay, I'd get rid of Butler purely from today just because his body language and he just seemed like he, he wasn't there, didn't care. Um, and Stanley Johnson, I, I'd rather keep Cody Zeller over Stanley Johnson. So those are kind of my thoughts. It, it was fun to get out. It, the black uniforms along with the the court, I thought were really clean and slick. Uh, I saw some people on Twitter just say how like they can't believe um, they can't believe <laughs> that like this is the rebrand. I'm going to just check if there's anyone on nobody on Twitter. Sorry if someone was on there requesting. I, I thought oh, I thought the court, the black jerseys, well, and they were practice jerseys, but I, I think everything, the black is actually going to look really cool. Someone said on Twitter, it looks intimidating along with this, the new seats that they got in there. So it kind of flows. We went into the team store afterwards just to check out. I wanted to see the yellow jerseys in person because you see them online and sometimes stuff looks different, but they're pretty awful. They're pretty, they're, they're pretty much what everyone's been saying. And the white ones are the only one. The only reason the white ones are better in my opinion are because the jazz logo and they have the numbers on under them. So not a total total failure as far as the black and yellow. My dad actually liked them. They, they really look like Oregon football. If you look at the Oregon football jerseys, the black ones with the yellow numbers, it's it's they're like identical. I'm going to post it on Instagram like a side by side. But um, yeah, it, it, it was fun. I'm glad that the Jazz did that. Um, and we're basically on on to the next preseason games. I think we have two more and then we're into the regular season, which I'm really just excited to see who they keep and who they don't keep. Um, yeah, it was a fun time today. If you didn't go, uh, I, I don't think the Jazz really hyped it up a ton because they didn't want the entire stadium field. I mean, the way that they promoted it was probably perfect because they had 
basically the whole lower bowl field except for behind like one basket was maybe halfway full um we ran into my cousins there ben michael and joe which i hope they jump on this podcast at some point so you guys can hear their takes um ben's hilarious joe's super smart and michael uh is a baller um yeah i really wish i had some interaction because like i could talk but i don't I, I like talking with other people and getting their take beside just mine because I'm I am very opinionated and not always right. <laughs> and it's just way more fun to have fans interact with with this. So um, we'll be recording one again on the next home game. I like recording them in the fourth quarter. It's a little hard for me to to stay focused during the fourth quarter and actually watch the game. But uh, I think that I'm getting more fans during, during the fourth quarter because, you know, people get on Twitter and kind of check their Twitter or write about the game. And that's when I want, want to catch people. So I really appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all of those that have um, participated through Twitter. I really want to make this like a crowd, a fan source podcast where, I'm the host, but you guys basically run it like you guys are the majority of the show. I just think it's a really cool idea. Uh, If you can share this podcast with a jazz fan, jazz friend, follow on Twitter at Jasketball, Instagram at Jasketball. We have a Facebook page and we should be setting up a YouTube. Uh, I'll probably do video eventually, just slowly getting into the swing of things. So I know a few people on Twitter have reached out and said, I've started listening to your podcast, last podcast. Sorry, I'm burping. Hmm. Last podcast episode had the most views. Um, Every single episode, we keep increasing in views. So I really, or uh, listens. So I really appreciate it. Go listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I believe we're on Google. And Anchor shoots it out to a bunch of different podcast platforms so go check whatever you listen on most people listen on apple podcast it's really cool we have listeners from all different countries which is probably from uh oh balmero i didn't even dive into balmero balmero is probably another one i'd get rid of i really like fontecchio i just i had to add that in so uh yeah a a lot of there's listens from different countries And I'll get into that next time, but it's it's really fun. I love doing this. We did this years ago and I just, I love it. I love being a jazz fan, whether they win or lose, it's about the community and about the people and the memories that I've built since the John and Carl days. So let's go jazz. Jasketballers, clock in. I appreciate you listening. We'll catch you next time.